0: Un saludo a toda nuestra audiencia. Hoy tendremos una conversación que toca varios temas relacionados con el libro Los Cuatro Secretos Sagrados del Amor a la Prosperidad. Es un libro que te llevará a un recorrido abriendo tu mente a un destino extraordinario. Encontrarás fábulas, historias que van directo a tu corazón para transformar tu vida. Y hoy nos acompaña la escritora Rita G. Rita G es una de las principales mujeres filosofas del mundo que recitan en nuestro tiempo sus puntos de vista sobre la conciencia y la mente humana una vida con propósito y significado nos habla sobre la crianza de los hijos la sabiduría prenatal sobre la creación de la riqueza y cooperación en entornos corporativos las meditaciones silenciosas con ellas son conocidas de cómo entrar en el campo ilimitado de la conciencia tocando a las personas en estados trascendentales de conciencia estar en su presencia hoy es muy grande Bienvenida. Welcome, Prita
1: Namaste. So so happy to be with every one of you, and thank you so much uh, Diane for uh, putting this up.
0: En uno de los párrafos del libro habla sobre toda la infelicidad humana, la obsesión con el yo, el laberinto de la autoobsesión.
1: All human suffering or all suffering is self-centric obsession. This es what uh was a, a profound realization Krishna Ji had when Krishna Ji was in the middle of the big bad league in a couple of years ago in 2008. If we look at suffering, and I want to differentiate uh, that uh, between suffering and problem. Problems do happen in life. If you look at um, every species they experience challenges in life. Challenges are not new only to the human species, but there is something very particular about the human species that we have this tendency to internalize the problem and then be stuck in it. You get stuck in the problem. There is a possibility of being stuck in the problem from a few minutes to a couple of hours internalizing the problem making into suffering you can live in it for days we have seen people living in it for years and decades and if you look at suffering say with a uh, uh, like if in intense awareness if you're able to take a look at suffering you would be able to see very clearly this suffering is an engagement an obsessive engagement with oneself. That is, in that state of suffering, you actually constantly think about that I, 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 and I. And that very thinking, that very obsession, results in furthering that obsession. That is, it is possible that one individual can be stuck in suffering state because of one particular event in life and imagine that event actually ruling over the entirety of your life. In a suffering state, the sense of self, the, the way you experience yourself is very narrow. Because it, 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 does, it throws out everybody else out of your circumference. The mind circumference become, becomes very small. And the obsession continues and the sense of self is so narrow that the experience of life is is very poor. We can say the quality of life that you experience and you live, when you relate, when you work, when you achieve, when you succeed, it is a very poor quality of life. And when I'm saying self-centric thinking, it is different from selfishness. Selfishness is meanness. It is, say, to steal someone else's hard work. Or selfishness is to be ungenerous or it is to be hurtful. When I'm saying self-centeredness, it is an obsession. It is a constant preoccupation with oneself, with one's pleasure, with one's pains, with one's future or with one's past. It, it makes you feel stuck or obsessed about your views and emotions and say if you are experiencing that self-centric obsession where you are constantly engaged only with yourself Diana in that state you are not actually alive you are not being present to the other in life it is like It's such a poor state of life and living which disconnects you from the rest. It could be your child whom you love, whom you think you love the most or it could be your partner, it could be your parent, it could be your friend but in that state where suffering has become an obsession, suffering itself is an obsession with oneself, you are totally disconnected with the rest. And as thought builds around oneself incessantly when I'm saying suffering it is a loop that you are caught in and you are unable to break free of the loop because the more you are engaged in self-centric thinking it becomes a habit imagine people living in that state of say shame or frustration or anger or guilt, if it becomes a habitual state, how would one's life be? The sad part is, nobody has taught us how to live a life where we could experience a beautiful state. Nobody has taught us from childhood, neither, neither, neither our schools, nor our parents have really brought attention to the inner world to break free of the suffering state as and when it arises. Because of your inability or this wisdom, there are scores of people living in suffering states. And these suffering states becomes breeding ground for anger, for sorrow, and in these states, you only learn, you habituate, and you live thinking about yourself.
0: And it you has to do also with the conflict of internal dialogue, which is very well explained in the book, which is what we do in actions, um, And being, really, with the internal spirit is completely that separation. We live from the suffering stage, it's completely about actions, actions, actions. And the other part, we leave it outside.
1: That is because the entire civilization is built on it. A civilization, a culture, a focus that is built on the external world. That is why we are focused so much on what we are doing and there is very little focus on how we are experiencing life, the being. There is an imbalance in human life. There is definitely an imbalance when doing becomes all important and when the being, one who experiences life, is neglected. When that happens, we become a civilization that is sick mentally, emotionally, spiritually and sometimes even physically because you can't separate the emotional uh, health from physical health and the society is all about, this is the truth of the society, it is all about how you show up to others that is, say parents, school, religion all want you to act virtuously. They do not care about what your inner experience is. They don't care about what your thinking is or what your feeling is. What they have set for us is living up to an ideal living up to that ideal of being a virtuous person becomes extremely important than actually being that person that is your smile becomes important than being joyful are you able to understand that that is to be polite to be attractive becomes more important than actually being a loving person to say thank you becomes more important than, than, than being a person who experiences gratitude and who is grateful. To apologize becomes more important than, uh, than actually be feeling compassion in your heart. That is the society that we are living in. And it is a superficial life, a superficial life that actually falls apart. It is, it is time that we learn to nurture a beautiful state, an awakened state. We call, an, we call these states awakened states because it, it kind of breaks you from the slumber of uh, a nightmare. You are sleeping and there is a nightmare. You are caught in the nightmare. That is how life is lived for you. That is how you experience life. So, it is time to break free of that and be an awakened being where you truly experience joy, where you truly experience uh, joyful, feeling joyful, feeling grateful, feeling compassionate, all that happens and then it flows into the world.
0: Completely. And, And we see today, as you mentioned, education is not doing this. And that's what is very nice of AECAM, to give this teaching and tools to everybody that want to learn about themselves, precise in this moment of the humanity. And education, what do you think about education?
1: Yeah, definitely, because uh, the focus on achievement, the focus on success, I'm not saying achievement and success and uh, being capable is wrong, no. But the question is from what state are you achieving? Are you internally feeling joyful, passionate, um, uh, fulfilled in the process of achievement? Or are you experiencing an inner struggle? Are you in the space of constant comparison, wanting to be better than the other? Is that driving? You know, when you are in the state of constant comparison and you are driving your life from that state of comparison to be better than someone else, you know, in that struggle, you really have lost on life. You probably would achieve one day. But the question is, would you be a happy individual in the entire process of achievement? And would you be happy after having achieved? I have, seen, I have seen many people who have achieved in their life who probably started off their life thinking that they would be happy that day when they have achieved probably they would have achieved also after a lot of struggle but the question is on that day when they have achieved their goal how do they experience it? that becomes a very important question because we all have this tendency you have this tendency to push happiness to some date in the future that is you will find the right person in your life and then you'll become a happy individual who experiences love or say you would move into achievement and you would become a millionaire by that day or a billionaire by that day and then you will experience fulfillment please understand it doesn't happen that way and i want young people to understand this because uh, i have seen so many people from across the world who come to india for the process or who have the process online right now who express saying that no why did i not have this wisdom 20 years ago 30 years ago then my life would have been so different that is why Krishna Ji and i are focused on sharing this wisdom to the world as much as possible so that a transformation can happen at that level and the journey of Awakening can start off because I would say looking at the way the world is The direction the world is moving towards I would say it is important to start rethinking the very foundation of our thinking the very foundations of our consciousness in our life otherwise We are very fast moving towards destruction. Young people are unhappy. Young people are suicidal today. And young people are feeling a deep sense of meaninglessness and purposelessness in life. We will lose our young people to this world that is so full of conflict. We don't want to do that. It is important that there is a transformation that that can occur at the deepest level. So, this awakening and this transformation, this movement in consciousness can percolate into every section of the society.
0: Completely, and actually in the book, there are so many wonderful stories of real people, people that went to ECAM and experienced all these stages. And all this workshop that you've been doing and it has been great. And reading those experiences, life experience is, is amazing. That's why uh, I wanted to talk something about the true, our true, our inner true. And I'm going to say this in Spanish. This this phrase: "Nuestro viaje <inaudible> para llegar a la belleza comienza con la verdad, porque solo la verdad nos hace libres." Our journey to get to beauty begins with the truth because only truth makes us free. And this is something to do, what you just said. If we really began looking inside.
1: Definitely, Diana, what what has been taught to us is uh, escaping from Inner suffering, that is escaping from, say, whatever you experience internally. You escape through entertainment, through religion, through drugs. But that doesn't silence your inner suffering because when you have that moment off from the entertainment or the abuse that you have been doing or away from religion suffering comes back again at you. Escaping is one path that most people resort to when there is suffering internally. The second path people resort to is trying to change the meaning so that you can cope with suffering. That is Internally, you might be burning with negativity and you might try to change and become positive. But the truth is, the positivity that you are trying very hard to hold falls through with the slightest problem and suffering resurfaces again. And sometimes people also resort to the third third way that they, they deal with suffering is philosophizing suffering. Philosophizing suffering does not actually make you free from suffering. That is, you can say suffering is a gift from God, or it is because of your karma, because of your sins of your past, that is why you're suffering, and you need to just suffer. Not truly. And there is another philosophy which says suffering makes you stronger, but. The truth is every moment that you are in suffering, please know you're becoming a weaker person. There is every moment you are in suffering, you move into the space of disconnection that takes, it's like takes out juice out of your life. So philosophizing suffering does not, uh, probably it can give you temporary appeasement but does not help you get out of suffering. It is all these, doing all these, that is running away, escaping, or philosophizing, or trying to change the meaning. It is like actually putting suffering under the carpet. And uh, trying to uh, uh, live life. That is, it's like putting a bandage on wounds that is becoming more uh, more infected, that is what I say, you're giving time for it to get more infected. So it is important that you bring attention to suffering as and when it arises, so you're able to walk out of suffering. Repression makes suffering bigger. It makes suffering more. It it makes suffering into a habitual state and it becomes abnormal. Inner truth is the courage and the strength to recognize that you are suffering. Seeing that state of suffering without trying to change it, because change is, is very, uh, it, it's a very uh, instant response that you give, right? If you're feeling uh, if you're feeling jealous, you, you have to say no, no, no. I'm not a jealous person because I'm feeling this way because of something else, because of someone else. So, inner truth is the ability to see. Yes, this is exactly what I'm feeling now. Seeing very clearly that this unhappiness is because. You are continually obsessing over yourself. The state could have started because of an external challenge, or a problem, an economic situation, or your uh, loved ones being hurtful towards you. It could have started because of an external problem. But please know that it continues because of your engagement Your preoccupation with yourself, it is to see very clearly that engagement with yourself and in that seeing I would say magic happens. Magic does not happen when you run away. Magic does not happen when you try to philosophize or magic does not happen when you try to change what is there. Magic actually happens in seeing what is there. And it is a matter of changing the very experience of life. That is when something is wrong, you have the tendency to change it, right? But over here in the inner world, it is different. When something is wrong. You're not supposed to try to change it, but instead you're going to bring all your attention, all your awareness in seeing what is happening in you. It is totally different from what you do in the external world. So it takes a lot of learning. It takes a lot of meditation, practice to make it, to make the seeing a part of your life. Because only in seeing, you do not build on suffering. The more you suffer, the more difficult it is for you to walk out of suffering. That is why in the processes that we lead, the mystical processes that we lead individuals in, we let them experience a profound state of expansion, which actually changes the neural chemistry of one's brain. Breaking the patterns of suffering, which they have been engaged in for decades. That is a profound seeing actually changes the way the brain functions. In suffering state, activity is so localized to the amygdala. And when you begin to practice inner truth, and you are able to bring attention to your inner state, not run away from, from it, not to be terrified of whats what, what you are experiencing inside. But with that, um, with that attention, what happens is, the neural activity shifts from the amygdala, it shifts to the prefrontal cortex. You are changing your brain when you practice
0: inner truth. amazing and, and that's what we have that in the book and I'm going to say that in Spanish everything that you are telling. Vivir, esos son los cuatro secretos sagrados, vivir con una visión espiritual, descubrir tu verdad interior, despertar a la inteligencia universal y practicar la acción espiritual correcta. De eso nos está hablando hoy Brita. G. What are you mentioning now is... Everything from the inner truth that we were talking about, everything about the intelligence, how we feel. And there's so many theories about the intelligence of the heart, intelligence of the universe, but actually you mentioned it right. There is only two options, happy or suffering stage. There is two options, conscious or unconscious. The question is how to go and how to find it. This is what I experienced in the book going little by little through these four sacred stages. And the most beautiful thing that I felt is in some parts of the book, there is a pause. There is a breathing exercises. There is question that lead, leads you to the book very easy going through stories and with those poses. And this is part of this uh, sacred secret. This is part of what you're telling us.
1: The four sacred secrets. Krishna Ji and I did not write it for you to have uh, knowledge, because if you look at the world outside, there is a lot of books that can give you knowledge. We have actually, <laughs> we have actually written this book so that this big book becomes a journey for you. And when we... when we wrote this book, though we would not be there physically when one one individual is reading this book, but we wanted it to be so simple that you can actually apply it in your life. It is a book that is filled with fables. It is a book that is filled with reflections. Book that is filled with real life stories. Book that is filled with practices. This book is not a one-time quick read. I am sure you must be knowing this by now then. It is a very slow read. It is a book that you internalize people's lives because that is your life. The decades that we have spent working on people, leading them on the spiritual journey. We want this to reach out to many, many people for one reason. We don't want people to live their beautiful life in a suffering state. We want parents to be awakened so that they can be great parents to their children. We want business entrepreneurs or um, people who are building their careers to build it from a space of joy and fulfillment. We want individuals not to live one's life buried in conflict, in suffering. This life can be experienced from a beautiful state and that is where you really live life, as you rightly mentioned. Diane. Sri Krishna Ji says, every individual lives only in two states. They either live in a suffering state or a beautiful state. Of course, the beautiful state can be, we call it the no suffering state. It could be a beautiful state, it could be a transcendental state, it could be an enlightened state. But you are living only in two states. So the most important question that you need to ask yourself is, from which state do you want to live and do you want to experience life? The choice is actually yours. And one thing I want to make it very clear is don't believe that a suffering state will push you towards achievement. A suffering state would push you towards success. It doesn't. From a mystic's perspective, I can say that only when you live your life in a beautiful state Only when you live your life from the no suffering state you would be able to manifest synchronicities, you would be able to manifest miracles in your life, you would be able to create a great destiny and it does not happen from a suffering state. From a suffering state what you experience is is obstacles, um, more challenges because from a mystic's perspective if you see that you are as an in, you are connected in this fabric of consciousness and the way you are communicating to this field of consciousness is by living because what is communicating is your state of being that is if you are in a suffering state you are signaling the consciousness this fabric of the universe that you are open to problems, that you are open to challenges in life, you are open to obstacles in life. But when, but when you live in a state where you feel expanded, where you experience beautiful states of joy, love, connection or you experience transcendental states or enlightened states experiencing being one with all. In those states you are communicating to this field of consciousness that you are opening up your life to synchronicities to miracles only when you live a life free of suffering the very experience of life is beautiful that is the way you feel live doesn't feel burdensome you enjoy this very experience of life and not only that it also impacts the events the situations that is happening for you in your life
0: from July and connected with the others. And I think that's where it comes, the part of the spiritual vision. Is that where it connects what you are saying?
1: Absolutely. Because we are a, a culture which focuses, not for all, but at least for a few people, it strengthens the vision that you have for how much of wealth you would create or a vision for losing weight vision for becoming healthy or vision sometimes say for a relationship which i rarely see true vision spiritual vision is a vision i would say is a vision of all is the mother of all visions it is a vision for your inner state of being it is a vision to live a life free of suffering it is a vision that you experience life from a beautiful state, from a transcendental state or enlightened states even as you move through the challenging situations in life. We don't want one experience of life to determine the quality of your entire experience of living. We want you to move away from that suffering state. Get back to living in beautiful state, even when there are challenges in life. Get back to living in beautiful states and then see magic unfold in your life. So spiritual vision is the vision that you hold for your inner state. And that is what I feel needs to happen at this point. We um, experiencing a crisis, a, a pandemic. Right now, it is a health crisis. It is, a, it is, it is very grueling, at, at least right now as we are speaking, it, the entire pandemic is grueling in India. It is, it is very hard. But what has led up to this? is definitely the way we have treated Mother Earth, the way we have uh, treated all her living, other living forms. And it is time that humanity makes a shift, a shift in consciousness at this point. If we, we don't want to go down the path of constant fight with Mother Nature, Mother Earth. It is important that we bring about a shift in consciousness. We learn to live in a consciousness that doesn't feel constantly separated and isolated because in a suffering state that's what you feel. And from that disconnected state, what actions flow is also very hurtful to yourself and to everyone else around you. The focus has to be a shift in consciousness where you begin to feel that you are one with everything. You are not separate. You are not isolated. And you actually experience an inner compassion and inner kindness that flows out in the actions that you perform. I would say that's the need of the R.
0: That's the need of the R. And actually now I want to mention a question from the book for this specific moment. What does it mean to be human?
1: Being human is both the spectrum that is spectrum of suffering states and also the non-suffering states that is enlightened states or experiencing oneness. No other creature on land, I don't know what about, I'm not sure about the creatures in the ocean actually experiences such a vast spectrum as human species experience. Humanity is experiencing the lower spectrum, that is the spectrum of suffering states very easily. Because with every little change, with every little challenge, with every little obstacle, you live engrossed in anger, in fear, in hate, in revenge, in misery, in depression, in sad, sadness, in sorrow. You very easily get tilted into living in suffering states, that side of the spectrum and not the higher states. Beautiful states, transcendental states and enlightened states. I would say living in a state of no suffering is the true essence of human being, is the true essence of being human. That is why always throughout history you would see humanity look upwards, look up to a sage, look up to a saint more than what they would look up to a a political leader or a king or anybody else. They always looked up to a sage, a saint because their state is the true essence of being human. And this book, The Four Sacred Secrets You can think that Sri Krishna Ji and I are holding every reader, helping them move out of that suffering state which they have been buried in, which they thought was the way to live life. We are changing that entire thinking, that habit. And we believe every individual has the ability to be and live life from an awakened state. It is not limited to a few sages and a few saints. And it is time that everyone experiences these awakened states. So one can make one's life better. One's state of being, one's very presence can impact positively impact the lives around them not only impact the current lives but i believe that this book is going to help create a new generation of individuals who learn the art of living in a beautiful state and 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 when they have children it continues for generations
0: completamente de acuerdo Completamente de acuerdo. I completely agree with you. It is amazing. I experienced for myself. Reading the book and being in India with you both has been an amazing experience. And what I feel reading the book, it was like you say, it was a journey. A journey into the discovery, a journey through stories, answer so many questions. And it's like a diary it's like sitting yourself and really sit and write your diary and you feel that somebody's with you asking the question so you can truly open your inner self your inner truth um somehow the universe through the lecture help us to to open the magic to really see things that we never saw before. Um, really, I appreciate, I appreciate the book. And I'm going to say this in Spanish. Gracias por compartir todas esas experiencias y aprendizajes. De esta manera tenemos el alcance de este libro y en este libro tenemos las herramientas para conocer mejor y fortalecer nuestro ser. Así que los invito a todos realmente a darse este regalo, este regalo de leer algunas páginas y realmente dejarse llevar por este camino, por esta experiencia en el despertar de esa conciencia, para poder realizarse y comenzar a vivir de este estado maravilloso, desde la felicidad y no el sufrimiento. Frita iris it is very beautiful moment that we can have a meditation and this wonderful meditation that I spirit with the book. I, I remember the meditation, your your beautiful meditation that through the book there is little spaces with, with those questions and breathing and meditation and I would love to have this moment. So if you can help definitely. us to be with you
1: <laughs> definitely then I would um, I would love for the audience to go through the serene mind practice because um, I would say the serene mind practice is a tool to uh, to cut that network of suffering it is a very simple it is a short practice but it is very potent in changing slowly but surely the networks that you have built in your brain uh, if you have wired yourself uh, within uh, in the suffering state, wired yourself with an overactive amygdala, this practice, the serene mind practice, will help you shift that activation from the amygdala to the prefrontal cortex, which is a space for deeper awareness and connection, and. I have seen people do the serene mind practice many many times a day because the practice is only 3 minutes. Um, I have seen people do this when they are in the midst of an argument or when they are about to take a very important decision for, for their business or when they are in a board meeting. I have seen people do this practice. So I want you to do this, practice, think of this as a starting space for your journey and evolution and um, let us do it together now.
0: Nice, nice, thank you so much for sharing this moment.
1: (laughs) Gently close your eyes. Make sure you're seated with your spine erect. You're seated in a comfortable position. your breathing to be slow. Bring your attention to your inner world. What is the exact emotion that is arising within you right now? Is it conflict? Sadness? Anger? Anxiety, or is it calm, peace, love, or joy? Identify the emotion. Do not try to change the emotion. Just observe. As this emotion is arising within you, now observe the movement of your thought. Are you obsessing over a past event or a past situation or are you obsessing over your future? Observe the movement of your thinking. Again, do not try to change it. Just observe. Now, see or feel a flame in the middle of your eyebrows. See this flame move inwards in the middle of your brain, and see this flame glow radiant the middle of your brain. Smile on your face. And you may slowly
0: open your eyes. Una experiencia maravillosa. Practicar esto en tres minutos, en cualquier momento de nuestra vida, realmente nos vuelve a centrar en nuestro ser. Nos vuelve a estar presente en este momento preciado, en el aquí y en ahora que tanto hablamos y escuchamos y leemos, pero no lo practicamos. Agua Sinda, this meditation just bring us bring us back into our center. Uh, as you mentioned, we can be anywhere just closing our eyes and concentrating our breathing and and looking to the light inside of us. Make us be present. We all hear about here and now, but we don't practice. And thank you for this meditation. Really, Uh, I was just saying in Spanish that we really need to practice this every day, every day, as many times as possible, just to Enjoy the life inside of us in this present moment.
1: Absolutely, we don't want anxiety to build because what what needs what the situation needs is calm.
0: Brita has dirigido prestigiosas instituciones académicas y foros de todo el mundo. Millones de personas asisten a Manifest and Fire Awakenings y sus procesos en línea en ACAM Enlightenment Festival y experiencias espirituales en la India pero también online han ayudado a miles de personas realmente hoy compartir con ella en esta meditación es maravilloso Thank you Pritaji, you really has been a pleasure um, I was saying that you have been with many, many experiences and many people in Ekam, and just having this moment to share with you all these learning tools is really amazing and and to have the, the tools in the book for better understanding and strengthening our being is an amazing opportunity.
1: It's, it's actually a joy connecting to you back again. Diane, and. Uh and very happy to address your audience and lead them on this journey of awakening
0: no and I'm, I'm so happy to be available now in spanish i'm so happy i i am excited and very true
1: actually this book has been translated in many many languages every every now and then we, we, we hear a new book but we're very excited with the Spanish version of it because we have a huge following in uh, in Spain as well as the Latin American countries and and I'm sure many people are looking for light right now when the world is going through such a huge
0: uh, pandemic así es, así es, muchas personas eh, Ahora que pueden tener acceso a este libro, de verdad es, una bendición. es una bendición. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to have this, this book in Spanish for Latin America. I mean, I'm from Colombia and I'm so grateful. So grateful to read in Spanish. Thank you, Frida.
1: Thank you so much, Diane. Thank you for this opportunity and uh, touching many lives.